0: Welcome to another edition of No Wrestling. It's me here, Mark Sylvester, and I hope to be reminding long-time fans and showing non-fans why wrestling is so good. And so then guys, what I thought I would do is, I know that I would normally do a review on WrestleMania, or I would look at a particular match from the event itself, or do a watch long of a match, or something along those lines. And so then, guys, what I want to do for this year being 2022, I want to do a review on WWE's Big Four pay-per-views. Being the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam and the Survivor Series. And so for today, I'm going to be reviewing the Royal Rumble 2022. And so then guys, with it being the Rumble, and they're having two Rumble matches, there aren't that many matches for the event. There's only about five. So I'm going to go through them now. And to start off the show, we had Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. Now this match I thought was quite good. I mean, I love the fact that you had Seth Rollins come out in the Shield gear, with the Shield music, and I thought that was a really good touch. And you can see Roman's shocked face by that happening uh but I thought the match was really really good it kind of felt like in a sense like a shield homage where you had obviously Seth wearing the clothes and having the music you had Seth putting Roman through the table with the big shield power bomb you had a uh, little throwback to the shield and stuff and I just thought for me this was a really good match that had some great fast-paced action um Roman looked really good Seth Rollins looked really really good um They made both guys seem really, really, really cool. Even though, yes, I thought the finish was a bit shit because obviously it ended in the DQ because they want to build up to something later on. And I'm hoping that even though it's going to be in Saudi Arabia, that the two of them are going to have another match at the Elimination Chamber rather than just finishing here and there. Because that's one of the things I hate about DQ finishes. I understand they had to do it because they didn't want Roman to lose but they didn't want to do it in a really screwy way because of what happens, in a sense, later on in the night. Uh, and they did it in such a way that it didn't, like, bury Seth Rollins, but then at the same time it also showed the powerness, the ruthless aggression, um, no pun intended, and the um, the, the despicableness and just a sort of the like I don't care sort of mode of Roman Reigns and I thought that quite well worked in that sort of sense but I felt because the match was so good and the match was just so entertaining and fast paced and both guys just put in a really good match it felt for me it kind of ended a bit flat but I did really like the way that they did a homage back to the 2014 moment of when Rollins turned on the shield where they had Roman Reigns um hit Seth Rollins in the back of a steel chair and did exactly the same sort of thing and I thought that worked really really well to it and I'm hoping that even though what happens later on the night we know what's going to happen potentially at Wrestlemania that at least they have another match because I feel that with at least next month's match even if Roman wins decisively at least they're given an actual um definitive winner because as much as Seth Rollins was really, really good in this match, as much as he was a great babyface with some great babyface fire, some really good moves, some really good spots, I felt for the finish, it just, just felt flat. And I'm hoping that they go on to have another good match because these two have such great chemistry and it just shows just how good both of these guys are to put on this amazing match and to show just how actually good Seth Rollins is that when he's given a good character and a good story to go with which is this match that he can go on and do a really really good match and the next match that we had was the women's royal rumble now what i'm gonna do guys i'm not really gonna go through the eliminations just literally gonna go through some of my thoughts as well and who was in the match too we had at number one was sasha banks who is awesome as always like i loved the homage that some of the wrestlers did as well to the famous characters that they love or that sort of thing so in this one you had such a banks as sailor moon and then later on had someone else as another character and then you had other people doing a homage to classic gimmicks and then obviously in other moments as well and That sort of thing too number two we had melina who was really cool to see her back after many years of not of not seeing her because i don't think she's been at any of the previous rumbles recently number three we had tamina um, who was just cool to see her back because I quite like Timmy and I think she's really good and very un- underrated. So glad that she finally won a championship last year. Number four was Kelly Kelly, which I felt for me would have been a bigger moment if she hadn't appeared at the last several uh, Royal Rumbles. It was just cool to see her back anyway because um, I like her a lot. She was really good. Number five, you had Aaliyah, who's one of the newer stars on SmackDown and um, I'm guessing at the moment just signing off slow and then she's going to go bigger and bigger and bigger. Number six, we have Liv Morgan, who I was hoping was going to win a Royal Rumble because I think for me, uh, I feel that she should have the big moment WrestleMania against Becky Lynch. Or if not her, then um, Bianca Belair, because I think for me, that is who I believe should take the championship away from. Becky is either one of those two because of what happened at SummerSlam, but also as well the way that Becky has won against Liv Morgan and you want her to win it number seven we have queen zelina who came out as some character from naruto i'll be honest with you guys i have never seen naruto but i thought it was quite cool to have that and apparently they had the voice actor of this character do her entrance and also as well she's really good as well like she's great on the microphone and everything else number eight we have bianca bella who's another really good wrestler who was also in another one of my favorite matches from last year who wrestled against sasha banks at wrestlemania who I was hoping could have won the Royal Rumble. And I think is someone else, if they do... What I hope they're going to do is do a triple threat match between Bianca, uh, Liv Morgan and Becky Lynch for the championship. I think that'll be a really good match. Number nine, we have Dana Brooke, who is at the moment the 24-7 champion. And we'll probably get Karen doing that, I reckon, for the moment. Number 10, we have Michelle McCall, uh, who we haven't seen wrestle for a while. And it was cool to see her back because obviously... Last year, her husband, The Undertaker, retired. So it's quite cool to kind of still have the Callaways still wrestling and kind of uh, keeping along that legacy of that. Number 11, we had Sonya Deville, who is still carrying on the whole rivalry with the whole uh, Naomi thing. I think that's really, really cool. Number 12, we had Natalia, who's been in many different rumbles and is been wrestling in the, w- in the WWE for over a decade now. Same with Tamina, and it's just cool just to see how far these two have come. Number 13, we had returning Cameron, who we last saw a year and a bit ago in the, I think it was a year and a bit ago, unless it was two years ago. I know it was definitely uh, over a year ago and she was in the AW Women's Tag Team Tournament and it's cool to see her back. And then when they were building up the history of her and Naomi, that's when um Sonia Deville actually went into the ring to wrestle in the match. Then we had at number 14, we have Naomi, who uh, eliminated Sonia Deville, but then Sonia Deville came back in to then eliminate her. I know the rules, the rules, when they've been eliminated, they should be out of the match, but it's still building up their rivalry. Number 15 we have is Carmella, who um, is, one, is another half of the Tag Team Champions, along with um, Zena Vega. And it was one of those things where she didn't, where she didn't really do that much. She eliminated a few people, but it'll be interesting to see what she and Zelina do, if they're going to lose the championship, if they're going to go on to have a match at main and that kind of thing as well. Uh, number 16 we had is Rhea Ripley, another one of my favourites who I feel for me hasn't done anything in WWE for a while. Yes, I know that she had that tag team with Nikki Ash, but I felt like they kind of wasted at both of them because I feel for me Nikki Ash is a really good wrestler as well. And I was kind of hoping they would see her as good as she actually is. Number 17 we had is Charlotte Flair who is another really good wrestler who wrestling against Ronda. I'm hoping they're going to get Sasha to the match as well because I feel for me as much as I think Winner is great. I feel like people have been there for a lot more longer like Sasha Banks and stuff deserves that chance too. Number 18 we have is, is Ivory. That was so cool to have Ivory back in her classic um, writer-sensor gimmick and her like with the music as well. with And it was just amazing with all that stuff. It was so cool. Number 19 we had was Brie Bella. It was cool to see her back, obviously not wrestling for over a year and a bit because she, she had another child and stuff and it's cool to kind of see her husband in AEW and her in WWE and I think that's quite a cool thing as well. Number 20 we had was Mickey James who came out to Hardcore Country as well as wearing the Impact Women's Championship. I thought it was a really cool uh, thing because even though it's weird to see WWE mentioning other promotions, I thought it was a really good thing they did that as well. Number 21 we had was Alicia Fox. It was cool to see her back and it kind of had like a little homage thing to team uh, Bella when they had their sort of their tag teams, triple, or triple team like trios thing they had back in the day and stuff. Number 22, we had Nikki Ash and I thought that was quite cool because she was still building up on the rivalry between her and Rhea Ripley. Number 23, you had Summer Rae. It was cool to have her back after all this time and it was just cool to kind of see her do some good stuff as well because... She hasn't wrestled for several years now. and It's just cool to kind of like see people come back and you kind of appreciate them. Even though they're not as good wrestlers as the women are nowadays because the women nowadays are just amazing. It's just cool to just see just how much the women and even themselves have developed and become better to be able to put on such a good match. Number 24, we had Nikki Bella. Another wrestler who hasn't wrestled for over two years. Same thing as well, had a child. And it's just really, really cool to see just how far... Nikki has become in the way that she's wrestling and a great reaction that she had as well too then we had at number 25 was Sarah Logan another one who was recently sadly uh let go last year and it was really cool to see her come back and the, she had that great reaction after the match with Liv Morgan I thought it was really, really cool because they're such good friends it was really cool as well to see on Ruby Soho's Twitter that she was then saying six and 25 with hearts and stuff because obviously they're such good friends and it's cool to see all three of them applauding each other and kind of like forgetting about that forbidden daughter not to mention anyone else I think it's really cool to see their friendship and their commodity and their sisterhood and their love for each other like Seen through even even if there are in different promotions. Then we had at 26 was Lita. Now, Lita was awesome to see her come back because I love Lita. She was always one of my favourite women when I was a kid. It was also cool as well to see just how much she hasn't aged at all and just to see how good she still is in the ring as well. I thought it was really, really cool. And and I'm hoping if the rumours are true that she has a match against Sasha Banks, if Sasha isn't going to be wrestling against Charlotte, that at least she'll be given this match because Lita is a legend and is so awesome and hopefully she'll stay on Smackdown because I think for me she should be on Smackdown because Smackdown is the A show in my opinion and I think by her being on Raw I just find Raw to be quite boring the women's division is quite shit and there where at least with Smackdown it's always had a better uh it's always in a sense better booked and it's booked in more of a sports kind of way even though it's booked by the same people it's a, it's a weird dynamic then we had a, number 27 was mighty molly who is someone else i just loved and i f- love the fact as well she came out as mighty molly and then you had nikki ash destroy her because hopefully then molly holly will then come out and do some more stuff and they can have that sort of feud to be like mighty holly the original superhero against nikki ash who is now this heel Then we had number 28 was Ronda Rousey. I thought that was really cool that she came back. Even though I was happy that she won, I felt like they should have given it to someone else, but I can understand why they would, in a sense, give it to her because she is the megastar and she is a big person. But I was kind of hoping it would have been given to someone else and then have a win in the Elimination Chamber to then earn the title shot that way. Then we had at number 29 was Shotzi, another really good person who's really, really cool and hopefully will go on to do bigger and better things. And then finally, at number 30, we had Shayna Baszler. Now, this Rumble, guys, wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst either. Uh, It was cool to have all these returns and all these different people appear in the match. I mean, I loved Lita being there. I loved Ivory being there. I loved Mighty Molly being there. And I just think, for me, even though I wanted Sasha or Bianca or Liv, or Rhea Ripley to win the Royal Rumble. Even though I'm happy that Ronda Rousey won the Rumble match as well, I feel for me, it should have been given to someone else. But I can see why WWE would book it this way, because they want to put on the biggest match ever. But at the same time, it kind of feels like they are sort of like um, demeaning their guys who are there all the time. But then at the same time, it's one of those things that you would do the same thing if you had the biggest star in the world who was a former UFC champion. This absolute badass and stuff. You can kind of understand why they would do that. And now Ronda Rousey is off to WrestleMania. And the next match we had, guys, was between Becky Lynch versus Drop for the Raw Women's Championship. Yeah, guys, this is an all right match. Becky won... I mean, the crowd were quite quiet for the match. I know you had the thing with the um, the WrestleMania sign going on fine because of the pyro, and then you had the dead crowd because it was an hour-long match beforehand. But it was an all-right match, which Becky won. And the next match we had, guys, was for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship between Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Now then, guys, this match I thought was great. I mean, you had these two horses going at each other. You had these two big muscle-bound freaks destroy each other, do all these different moves against each other. And I just think, for me, it was fantastic just to see the strength and the brutality of Brock Lesnar as well as Bobby Lashley to be able to put on this great match and to kind of be like, OK, then, you got this guy is really strong and you got this guy who's really, really strong. Let's see who's going to win. And even though, yes, the finish wasn't the best because, obviously, Bobby Lashley didn't really win properly... Brock didn't really lose the championship properly because it was Roman who cost him the championship. But I did like the fact that they did that because then it meant that we can then go towards and build up a story of Roman versus Brock. And then you've got Bobby Lashley as a champion again. And hopefully he'll be wrestling different people and stuff. And maybe they might have Bobby versus Drew or Bobby versus this person and stuff. And I just think it's just one of those things that... It's also one of those matches like, like the uh, opening match where the... Match itself was fantastic. You know, you had these two great men finally wrestling against each other after all these years of the build-up. And yes, even though the finish wasn't the best in the world because of building other other things. So hopefully in the future when they have a match again, you can then see actually just how good they are with each other and actually given that time. Like I really really wish that they gave more time of Joe versus Brock. Even though they had that really good uh, Fatal 4-Way match at SummerSlam with... Uh, Braun and Roman it didn't really feel like it because it was just on a B-level pay-per-view when they wrestled each other get great balls of fire but the promos and stuff happened and stuff and I think also as well the storyline as well of uh, Paul turning on Brock to side with Roman I thought that was really really clever and it was just an interesting but crap way of ending this match and the main event we had guys was the Men's Royal Rumble Now, number one was AJ Styles, another guy who is fantastic and is someone who I'm hoping has a really good match at WrestleMania because he deserves it because he is that good and one of the best in the company. Number two, we have is Shinsuke Nakamura, another wrestler who I believe is so far below to where he should be. I mean, this man should be main eventing every pay-per-view. This man is so good. I like the fact as well they had both of these guys start the match because it was kind of like, in a sense, a homage to their um, original like rivalry and their original amazing match wrestling kingdom 10 which I think for me is still one of their best matches ever as much as I like their rivalry in 2018 I was so excited for their match Wrestlemania it felt I felt for me it let me down severely uh, number three we have is Austin Theory another uh, one who is like this guy they want to build up to become bigger and bigger it Was obviously having those segments of Vince as well Number four, we have Robert Roode, who's another wrestler who I believe should be higher up. And it's just so sad that he's now lost his Glorious theme. And I fucking love that theme because even though I don't really watch WWE anymore, I haven't really watched much wrestling for a while now because of, of work and other commitments, etc. that it was just sad not to hear that theme anymore because I think for me, Glorious is a fucking awesome theme. Number five, we have is Ridge Holland, who's another guy who's just like, okay, he's up. Um, number six, we have is Montez Ford, who who is another wrestler who I really, really like and I think is fantastic. I think him and his partner Angelo Dawkins are two of the best tags, uh, two of the best tagging wrestlers ever. And I love how good he is. Number seven, we have is Damien Priest, another guy who is good, but I feel is weird. He's given a weird gimmick. He's like he's Damien when he's a heel, and he's a, and he's Priest when he's a face, and it's kind of like is there a way to kind of tell which one is which or or what I, I don't get it. Number eight we have is Sami Zayn. Someone else who I think, yes, I understand and he's happy being in WWE, but I'm someone who wished he would be pushed higher and I wish that he would be given that top baby face spot because he is such a good baby face. I mean, when I saw him at NXT TakeOver in London, he was the most over wrestler on the entire show. He was so popular. Number nine, we have Johnny Knoxville. That was hilarious to see and it was awesome as well to hear the Jackass theme tune because obviously Jackass is something I've grown up on and I remember... Uh, There's a moment watching Jackass 3 in the cinema, and you see Bruce and Butthead appear, and I only choked my drink because I was so excited about seeing them both. But also at the same time, it was just cool to kind of have that cameo from him. Number uh, 10, we have Andrew Dawkins, another member of the Street Profits, another wrestler who's really good as well, like I said before. Number 11, we have Omos, uh, another guy who now he's been separated from AJ Styles. So it's going to be cool to see what he can go on to and see what he can do now because. Um, it will be cool where if he's given a lot more like time to wrestle in the ring and stuff, I reckon he'll be, he could be a really big star like The Big Show. Hopefully he doesn't do as many turns as him. Number 12, we have Ricochet, another wrestler who I think, yes, his promo skills have let him down a lot in WWE because obviously they focus more on promo skills really than anything else. But I think for me at the same time as well, he's someone who I think should be uh, so much more higher because he's that good. Number 13, we have Chad Gable, another wrestler who it's cool to see him has one half the tag team champions, but at the same time, he should be given a lot more because he's that good as well. Number 14, we have Dominic Mysterio, another guy who is good, uh, the son of Rey Mysterio and probably will feud with his dad, I reckon, for WrestleMania. Number 15, we have Cappy Corbin, another wrestler who is a bit like, yeah, good heel, uh, great wrestler for the fans not to like, and hopefully gets given a bit more this year, potentially. Number 16 we have is Dolph Ziggler, another wrestler who I feel should be given way more, but I know that he'll only be kept at the place he is. Number 17 we have Seamus, another guy who I think is great, and every, every match he's had this year has been fantastic. It's really cool to see how good he is. Number 18 is Rick Boogs, who I feel is a bigger star than Nakamura, even though it's mad for me to even say that. Number 19 is Madcap Moss. Number 20 is Riddle. Uh, Number 21 is Drew McIntyre. It was cool to see him come back after these several months of being away due to uh, a niggling injury. And I think it's really cool. And I'm hoping that he either gets moved to Raw to have a match against Bobby Lashley or he gets put into a big match at WrestleMania. Because I feel for me that it's not his fault that COVID happened when he was finally given the championship. Because I think for me he's really, really good. Number 22 is Kevin Owens. Someone else like Sami Zayn, I think, should be given a lot more and hopefully will be given a lot more this year. 23 is Rey Mysterio. Someone else that's finally, it's really cool to see him on the cover of WE2K22. And I think as well for me too, that it's really, really cool to kind of see him back and just to see how good Rey Mysterio is, even after wrestling for over 25 years, he hasn't missed a step and he's still as great as ever. Number 24, we have Kofi Kingston. Another guy who I feel... Should be given a lot more. And I kind of feel like because he hasn't really done anything with the whole him losing the championship against Brock in like eight seconds. I'm hoping they can kind of go back to that and use it to kind of maybe turn Kofi heel. Or maybe use him as more of like a stronger sort of like fiercer face. Number 25 we have Otis. Another half of the Raw Tag Team Champions. Number 26 we have Big E. Another guy who I feel should be given more. I know he was given the championship and... The way he lost it thought was really bad. But I feel for me that this guy is so good that I feel like he should be given a better run and a bigger run as well because I love Biggie. he's fantastic. Number 27, we have Bad Bunny. It was cool to see him back in the wrestling ring and seeing some of the moves he was able to do and you can see just the way that he was trained with Drew Gulak. Number 28, we have Shane McMahon, another guy who returned after being out for nearly a year. Number 29, we have Randy Orton, another guy who is still fantastic can still move as fast as anything and stuff and it's just still as nimble as ever and at number 30 we have Brock Lesnar now I like the fact that Brock Lesnar came out to the match I like the fact that Brock Lesnar won because he was kind of like okay this is my way to challenge against Roman Reigns and not to kind of like have the champion versus champion or shadow either championship but I feel for me that it was a bit annoying he didn't really see Brock more angry but I, I can understand in a sense he wants to be that fun loving fun Brock But it was cool to see Brock and Drew as the final two because I'm hoping that they will be able to propel Drew to become a more bigger and more of a future star because I believe for me uh, Drew McIntyre is because for me Drew McIntyre is one of or if not the or is one of the best stars that they have in WWE and I think he's fantastic. And it'll be interesting to see what they do for WrestleMania season. And that, my friends, was my review of the Royal Rumble 2022. This has been No Wrestling, guys. I've been your amazing host, as always, Mark Sylvester. And don't forget, guys, to take care. And always remember, the Royal Rumble.